Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. someone and say it's important to be ready. Then say with me this morning, I need to be prepared for the unexpected. Church, this morning I want to share with you because God has prompted my heart as a result of what we went through in Irma. I thought it was going to be last Sunday, but how many know he's God and you and I are not? Though we have idols all around us, God is still on the throne. And if you don't think self doesn't want the throne, just watch. You watch people, they will show you who their God is. I shared with the students at the high school this past week, and in some areas I actually said where I found it. I picked up my dad's Bible a couple weeks ago because the word for the week was character this past week. And I opened up his Bible, in the back of the Bible there was a quote that he had written down, and it was owned. It was his own quote. Here's what it said. It would be well worth you writing it down somewhere. It's very brief. Are you ready? Character is conduct in motion. Character is conduct in motion. Don't be deceived by what people say. Know by what they do. Watch people and you will know where they are. Because Jesus said, you speak well with your mouths, but your hearts are far from me. Far from me. Character will prepare you beyond Irma. For those of us that were in education, we know that we were out for quite a few days because of Irma. For those of you that were near 19 or 129 or 27, you saw the bottleneck. With your own eyes right here in this community. And you saw also how amped up our world has taught us to be by what we see or hear. But I have not been around very many Christians that are amped up about this. So I'm not sure how this is going to come across to you. But I know how it's going to come across when he returns. You think there was a bottleneck in this place called Chiefland? Wait till the Lord returns. And not everyone sitting in a church will go in the rapture. (laughs) Let me explain it to you this way. Thursday afternoon there was a pep rally. See, I'm always watching. I'm always observing. That's nothing new. That's what God's doing to you and I right now. If his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is certainly on you. If God can see a little sparrow, he can see who you are. Behind the curtain and out in front of the curtain. (laughs) What we do is we show people what we want them to see. Or what they need to see. Everyone really is an actor. But when you come into the kingdom, you clean up your act. That would mean your character. 
That means his character becomes your character. Meaning when people see you, they would see something of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That would be called scripture right there. (laughs) And so I was watching and, and observing and I noticed that when the uh, team was introduced, there was no juice. (laughs) No juice. Uh, Yesterday, Joshua went out to uh, mow and the lawnmower would come on, but it wouldn't stay on. We're going to look into God's word this morning about being prepared. And so then we took it over to where it needed to go, and they said, oh, there's all kind of dirt in the carburetor. There's dirt in the engine. There's some dirt in the gas. It's not clean. Yard didn't get mowed yesterday. But that's not the principle. That's just the story. The principle is we are to be prepared every day because we don't know when the Lord is going to come. See, we're blessed right now to have TVs and technology where you can pick up what the world wants you to know about whatever. And we get all amped up and we get ready for that. But when we think about the coming of the Lord, we're really not ready for that. And since the Bible says that our adversary is a deceiver, then his game plan is to deceive people into believing they're ready and they're not. And most churches pay big money for pastors to say what they want. I've been around a little while. (laughs) Why don't we do this, church? Let's do a research on those 12 men that Jesus chose. They didn't choose Jesus. He chose them. Every one of them laid their lives down as martyrs for the cause of Jesus Christ. Now it's all about being cool. It's all about being hip. It's all about being the one. (laughs) Where are the men and women of God who are asking people, are you ready? Because this is not your final destination. And you won't be back for round two. (laughs) You have one life to live. Remember the quote that I've used at different times. Only one life will soon be passed. And only what's done for Christ will last. So I said to myself as I was standing out on the track. And I looked at that team. Are you here this morning? And I said to me, on the inside, I said to me this statement. It's not going to look good tonight. (laughs) But I used to be a teacher in the classroom and could go back tomorrow. The most dangerous thing is to come to school unprepared. Most dangerous thing is to not have done your homework And then bow your head before the test and act like you're going to pass. (laughs) Are you serious? That's the God you know? 
That's not the God of the Bible. (laughs) The Bible says that before the beginning of time, God had already predestined the life of his son before he arrived. I've had quite a few calls this past week from parents who have some concerns, and obviously that's a good thing. But if I'm not willing to study on the front end, I know what's coming on the back end. To be prepared, you've got to be willing to sacrifice. Oh, wow, if you think this is hot, wait till we get into the Word. But see, I understand the culture. I understand the dynamics of what we're living in. But I was called before I arrived. Hello? No, 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 no. Not Florida or Georgia or Carolina or Canada or Ohio. He formed me and called me before I knew him. So ultimately, I'm going to be standing before the Lord, not a church body, and giving an account for what the Spirit of the Lord told me to do. Hmm. That's called obedience. And David said obedience is better than sacrifice. And so then I was thinking, I'm talking about preparation, by the way, today. Are you ready? I mean, boy, did we try to get ready for Irma. But God intervened. But when he comes, the intervention will be complete. The only last thing then will be this. Either you will make the ultimate sacrifice and lose your life, or you will take the mark of the beast. Boy, I'd love to do some teaching on that. The one world government that's coming. We're not too far away. (laughs) But are you prepared? Your children, are they prepared? Are they ready? Are you willing to sacrifice what needs to be sacrificed so that when that time comes, you're ready? Ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, this is scary. I I remember when I was at Canadian Bible College and they showed a movie for all of us in a chapel, about the coming of the Lord. I was a student of mockery. I mocked the things that I had heard for years. Oh, by the way, that's in God's word. Because Peter was talking to some people, and he began to express to them that the coming of the Lord was near, and they said, man, it's been this way forever. And that was my attitude way back there. Way back there. But there were others that were there that were scared in chapel. Like they didn't, they wanted to get up and get out because they didn't like the movie. (laughs) And so they would, they would leave. And they, they, they become disgruntled and they didn't want to go to class. But if I was still in that mindset, you should say mindset because that's what happens when you have no juice in your tank. And you're introduced, and instead of coming across sprinting with some gusto and some fire, you just kind of walk across the field. I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the church that can see that there's a harvest field, but we're really not ready, so why should we go out and try to help those that are unprepared? Come on, church. (laughs) You see... The world has really deceived the church because 
we only want to go to the restaurants that serve the food we like. What is he talking about? We really only want to go to a church where they say it just like I want to hear it. God forbid that I would be around someone that would upset my apple cart. I want to be around those kind of people. I want to be around those who heard from heaven and they remind me and tell me, are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you living with expectation that Jesus is coming again? Man, I got a whole life in front of me. Why am I even listening to you? Make sure you stay tuned for the end of this message. Jesus Christ is coming again. You may understand it here, but it's got to be brought out in motion here, which is character and conduct. And so I wanted to see if what I saw Thursday afternoon is what I would see Thursday night. And there was no change. The most important thing, parents, that you can do for your student, for your child, is to make sure that they're prepared every day, academically. (laughs) Ask them, got your homework done? Let me see it. See, I'm just practical. I'm just down to earth. (laughs) I'm into the nuts and bolts of what it takes. Because, see, I'm going to give an account. That's a nice word, isn't it? Accountability. It's kind of gone by the wayside in the United States of America. (laughs) We as a nation are unprepared to defend our country and to defend the flag and to sing the Star Spangled Banner. But if something was to happen, we want somebody to defend us. Come on, church. I bet you think I was talking about nationalism. I'm now talking about spiritual things. I don't have any time for God. I'm not going to have my devotions. I'm not going to sow in the kingdom. But when it's my time, God forever, don't forget me. Pick me up and bring me up. It doesn't work that way. If I've not been to the cross, bypass the message. Get to the cross and get your sins covered by the blood. And if you don't have a new nature, by all means, ask him for that new nature. Those are all the processes of what it means to be prepared. Students that are prepared every day will never fail. So let's talk about sacrifice for a moment. (laughs) Sacrifice is a part of the process of preparation. Jesus prepared himself for the cross. He is preparing you to come to the cross that you might receive a new nature and from that new nature, a new lifestyle. (laughs) Let me explain to you this way. Along with the men, Holy Spirit, I am relying upon you this morning. Would you mean you don't tomorrow? Absolutely, I will tomorrow. When I walk into the office and onto that campus, I'm going to look heavenward. I may take a moment and bow in the office, and I'm going to ask him, please help me every step of the way today. Sacrifice. So our role model is Jesus Christ. If Jesus, who was the creator of human life, would never abuse anyone or any situation, why are we doing that? Meaning, let me break this down. Meaning, not only were the men called, but there were many ladies that followed Jesus. 
But Jesus never violated a woman. Man, the Holy Spirit is here. Never violated a woman. And he was their creator, so if anyone could have taken advantage of a lady, it could have been Jesus. But he was so prepared to to do the will of God that it was hands off to anything that was not in the will of God. (laughs) Wow. So my role model isn't even the heroes of the church. Ultimately, my role model is Jesus Christ. So if Jesus Christ would get drunk, I'll get drunk. (laughs) If Jesus Christ has time for all the drugs, by the way, he was the creator of all things, so he could have even created something brand new. Since he didn't, I guess I won't. (laughs) All I'm talking about is character is conduct in motion. All you got to do is look at the role model of Jesus Christ. By the way, that's who everybody in this room is going to stand before. And it may not even be for a half hour. It could be very short and to the point. (laughs) Depart from me, I never knew you. What? I laid hands on the sick. I prophesied. I spoke in tongues. I saw the... I saw demons leave people's lives. Depart from me, I never knew you. Religion will not get you into eternal life, ladies and gentlemen. Church attendance will not bring you into the family of God. Father prepared the Son, and the Son now is inviting us to be prepared so that when the whistle is sounded or the trumpet is blasting, we are ready to go home to be with the Lord. That's what we're after here this morning. You know what, I've I've got all my notes and I've got the Bible and and it's almost like the Lord is ready to go ahead and pull this in. He's ready to bring this in right now and bring the message to a close right now. Because Jesus knew how to go fishing. (laughs) Jesus knew how to fish better than those that were professional at it. Let me transfer that over. There are many in the ministry that are professionally good, but they ain't getting it done. So Jesus shows up. Man, I don't like... doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to be unkind or mean. I'm talking about preparation. I went to some individuals back when Irma was coming through, and I asked people who were born here, who have generations here, I said, have you ever seen anything in Chiefland like this? And they said... Coach Weber, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen anything like this, ever. This place was amped up. I hope somebody is getting intoxicated with the Holy Spirit right now going, man, I feel our pastor. Man, I feel the Spirit of the Lord and what he's talking about. And I want to make sure that my family's ready. I'm ready. Our loved ones are ready because there is going to be the trumpet sound and the return of the Lord is very near. And it's not because of the storms. It's because of the signs that he warns us of in the text. You think parents are upset because their children aren't getting the right information and they're not connecting with the teacher? That's the same way in the church. (laughs) Pastors are not being honest and thorough in telling people, be prepared because the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Are you prepared today? Guess I'm 
be back next Sunday to do the actual message. Because I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit. Because when he tells me I want the net pulled, I want to be ready to go, yes, Lord. Because that's exactly what the boys did. Hey, y'all, how you doing out there? Well, we've been out here all night. What'd you catch? Nothing. Really? You haven't caught anything? Hey, boys, have you considered just taking your nets and putting it over on the... Who are you to tell us? Come on now. These were professional fishermen. Who's he think he is standing up here acting like... Come on, church. I am only here to warn and to ask a very simple question. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? I'm not talking about anything that anybody else brings to your attention. I'm asking you a very crystal clear question. Are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? And now the Holy Spirit just said, now. The Holy Spirit. You're weird. No, I'm not weird. Let me show you what weird is. Go out those doors and look. That's weird. And it is foreign to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What I'm saying in here this morning is not weird. And so the Spirit of the Lord said now. So here it is. I receive a call on Thursday. It's okay, folks. For those of you that wonder. Man, he didn't even open up the Bible. I'll give you one verse at the end. But you know what? Maybe I'm a little bit like David. The Bible says that David said... Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against God. Listen, the devil knows this thing better than you guys. And he knows it better than me. So if that's what you're looking for, he can produce that. As long as he can deceive you on the way to hell. He's playing for real. And if you were to call his number, he's not going to come across the field like this. He's going to come just like this as hard as he can, roaring like a lion. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. So if you're looking for all of this, wow, you can find all of that. But if they can deceive you to take the back roads and to do all the little sneaky little things, you may have to stand before the Lord and hear words you don't want to hear. And there won't be a guidance counselor. There won't be an assistant principal. There won't be anyone in any union that will be able to defend your case. No judge will be able to outjudge and overrule the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. So I'm going to respond now to the Holy Spirit. I get a call. Oh, Lord, he's getting ready to preach. He's got his notes out. No, we're almost done. I get a call to go to hospice. And I'm thinking, whew. Father, how am I going to get that? You know, I got to go to Gainesville. We got this pep rally coming up. We got the game on Thursday. God, do you ever feel like your world is out of sync? And how am I going to get everything accomplished? I have good news for you. When you put it in his hands, he will govern everything that you need to do. The thing is, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to give up the little things so that you can achieve what he wants you to do? 
I remember when I was out in Tennessee, we're going to get to the phone call. I was in Tennessee, and I was at Pastor Tom Grubb's parents, who were mighty men and women of God. The whole church was. And I had an individual, after speaking there in uh, Tennessee, she came up to me. She said, I've never met you before, but I'm going to give you something from the Lord. And in that time, I had that little attitude. You ever have that attitude? And it's like, you know who you're talking to? What are you? My God, that's a pastor talking like that? No, I'm just like you. I'm Clay. You do the same thing. <laughs> Who are you standing up there telling me to be prepared? I'm only obeying the Holy Spirit. Because I might go home today. You don't know. I don't know either. You don't know what hour. Either he's coming or you're going. And she came up to me. I can still see her. And she said, that was awesome. You did a great job. But you better learn to say no. Because I love to say yes to everything that comes down my pathway. If you say yes to everything that comes down your pathway, you're going to be off path. Won't take long. Why? Because many of us are built to be able to get along with other people and we want to be able to do everything and factor it in. Come on, church. And then your plate gets overloaded and you're going. And so the Holy Spirit brought that back to my attention this week. And that was so many years ago. Don't you remember when I had that lady come to you and say, you better learn to say no. Baby, I'll never say no to you. You know what I'm talking about right now. See, I can role play with her because I know she's not going to be offended because she's living with me. No, 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 no. In covenant. Living in covenant. People who walk in the Holy Spirit. People who walk in covenant are not easily offended. So if you're a covenant person, but you've got children and others who, and your friends who are outside the lane of preparation, you're not going to be offended. You're going to take this to heart, and you're going to go sprinting out onto the harvest field with a whole lot of Jews looking to do what you can do to make sure that whosoever will may come. Whew, Spirit of the Lord is here. And so um, I said, okay, now how am I going to do this, Father? Gainesville, Pep Rally, how am I going to get this all in? And so guess what? When you say he's Lord and you're not, you're amazed at what God can do. But when you have to be Lord in every area, guess what? They know you're not. <laughs> Whoever's watching you. Some of you are starting to smile like, wow, this stuff's starting to make a little bit of sense. And I said, okay, let's see. We'll do this. We'll do this. Show me this. Okay. Got it. But you've got to be willing to sacrifice to be prepared. Are there some young people this morning, and I won't even look to see where you are, would you be willing to go, you know what, I'm taking that nugget right there. In order for me to be prepared tomorrow, I'm going to have to sacrifice something today so that all of my work is ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Let me explain to you this way. I have a project that is due at midnight tonight. There are some things I'm still going to have to sacrifice so that I obey that commitment. <laughs> If you're not a person who's willing to obey, you're never going to be prepared. And disobedience is in hell, not heaven. Disobedience is found in the lake of fire, not in the kingdom. Jesus never disobeyed the Father. How can you say that? Because he said in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. So I said, okay, I'll work this out. So... When I arrived at hospice, I said, Father, there's not a whole lot left, but if you'll pour a little bit more in, I'll give it away. (laughs) 
What are you talking about? I'm still talking about juice. I'm still talking about the wine of the Holy Spirit. I'm still talking about asking him to anoint you for what you've got to do. Because you will, as you sang this morning, run out of, because we are all built with areas of weakness. But if you'll just look up, he'll pour in. I said, all right, Father, I'll I'll go in. But I don't know what to say because I don't. How long has it been since you had an honest conversation with the Lord? An honest conversation. Just honest. And so I walked in and Coach Wayne met me at the door. And he said, Coach, I'm really glad you're here. You don't even have to be here. I said, sure I do because you've asked me. He said, but we're not even members of your church. I said, I don't really have a church. Have you ever been around people who own everything? Well, why can't they take anything with them when it's over? You don't own anything. Oh, boy. I just saw some idols. That's my wife. And then you try to dominate, or that's my husband. I'll tell him. He can go to hell. I don't care what he said. Come on, church. That's why I work real good in education, because you can keep it real. I don't own anything. (laughs) This is going somewhere. It's right on track. (laughs) When you release, now you're prepared. As long as self is on the throne, you're not going to get to the cross. But when you go, oh my, I see both the person, but I see the Spirit of God on that person on the cross. Take me there. Take me there. Get me right there to the cross. Come on, church. If you're here and you choose to bypass preparation, I promise you, and never come to Jesus Christ, I'm obeying the Holy Spirit, in hell you will be reminded of this message. One thing that I have been studying, and you may do so also, you will not lose your memory in hell. You will have a full faculty use of your memory, and you will remember all the times when God tried to get you on track, when he tried to have you stay after school and go through some... But we wouldn't do it. We didn't want to sacrifice. So I just bowed quietly as I was walking in. I said, Coach, where do we go? Go to room 12. 12? 12? It's the number of the disciples. You're weird. I told you to look where weird is. Just open up those doors, go out there and look. You'll see weird. And the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed in the renewing of your mind. And that's got to come from upstairs. So I open up the door, and the family's on the inside. I'm almost there, church. I'm just trying to get you ready for your final exam. Testing goes again tomorrow in our schools. Man, that's nothing compared to the day when you go... And you're gone. Never to come back. And as I walked in, one of the family members said, Coach, Mom doesn't want anybody here but you. I'm going, oh, this is great. To my uncle, really? Come on, church. I am clay. 
just like you. Take off God's presence and his hand off my life, and I'm less than clay. So they all leave. And there I'm standing. I'm going, ah, let's see. Do I put on my religious clothes? Because <laughs> now you're dealing with reality. This is real. What you got? Listen closely. Religion can never, ever help you in reality. And I keep wondering to myself, why is it that we have so many churches right here in Chiefland, but we have so many kids that are so messed up? Can I talk? (laughs) Because religion, listen, is not prepared for reality. And will, listen to me, will bypass reality every day. So I bend over and I take her hand and I put my hand over hers. And she looks up and she says, Coach, I'm glad you're here. I said, I am too. She said, I bet this is hard, isn't it? I said, no, it's easy. And she started laughing. Heck, yes, it's hard. I'm looking at someone that's in the final hours of life. Don't need to hear your masters at this point. Don't need to hear about how much money you have in the bank. Don't need any of that stuff that the world says is so important. Now, here's reality. What you got now, Dennis? And so uh, I held her hands and one eye was kind of closing, but the other one was really sharp. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me like he did on the now a moment ago. He said, very soon. So I just asked her one question. And I said to her, what would you like to talk about? And both eyes opened up with brightness. Nobody else is there but the Holy Spirit, the angels. She's there and I'm there. Yes, there were angels there. Man, you're really weird. No, go ahead and open up the doors, walk out there, and look at all the demonic influence. And you think I'm weird? So the angels of the Lord were right there. Well, could you tell? Yes, never mind. Yes, I could. And I said, so you want to talk about the resurrection? She said, yes. Share with me about the resurrection. And I said, of who? She said, of Jesus and me. I said, well, the Bible says... Let's wrap this up. The Bible says that Jesus said, I am the resurrection before the event. (laughs) And we both started kind of laughing. Not loud, but we started laughing. This is accurate. I am not embellishing any of this. I said, so you know that Jesus is the resurrection. And he promised that they could destroy the temple. That really messes up religion. (laughs) And in three days, he would um, raise it back up. Boy, did that drive them crazy. That's a lack of preparation. You ever notice how we get mad at professors and teachers? Holy Spirit's here. I can see in your eyes. Have you ever been mad at a teacher or a boss because you want to put it on them, but really it's on me? So we finished up on that side, and I said, okay, what about your resurrection? She said, well, coach, this is hard for you, isn't it? Two times. 
I said, yeah, quite frankly, it is, but it's not too bad because it wasn't too long ago that I was standing talking to my own personal mother. And I said, doggone it. And now came the test. And I said, you know what really ticks me off? She said, you're always the same. She she said, what ticks you off? I said, you're going to meet my mom before me. That was a loaded question. Loaded question. She's not going to see my mom if she's not ready. Because I know where my mom is. Because character is conduct in motion. My mother never stopped serving the Lord. Or people. And she said, yep, that's right. And all my loved ones, when I get there, I said, how are you going? Because I knew we couldn't talk long because she wasn't able to talk long. She said, I invited Jesus Christ into my heart years ago. I said, you did? And then she paused and looked at me with her one eye starting to close. She said, but I've not always been very good. I said, but you've always been very saved. Shall we pray? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.